Consequence Podcast Network. Bora hey, iconic army. Bora hey. All right, so we just kind of want to start off with sharing our first impressions of Face, Jimin's first solo album. Mm -hmm. So some of you may know, but my grandpa recently passed away. So just thank you to all the iconics who reached out um, and for all of your prayers and thoughts. But I had been traveling to Chicago to be there for my grandpa's funeral. So I, that night that it was dropped, I was just getting back into like St. Louis area. Like it was pretty much after all of the events. Mm -hmm. And so Jimmy, he was going to be on Jimmy Fallon. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm at my sister's and she has cable, which I feel like I'm always trying to figure out how to watch like the Tonight Show and all of that without having cable. So I was like, I have to watch it now. So I stayed up for the drop of the album and to watch him on Jimmy Fallon. And Kayla, you and I were just texting, ready for like the like crazy music video to drop and everything like that. And we both instantly fell in love with like crazy. Like yeah. first time listening through, immediate. I was like immediate love for it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so great. But Kayla, you were like, I have to work tomorrow. So yeah. I forgot what time you were like midnight. I'm like cutting it off Literally, or something like that. I mean, originally I had like gone to bed and set an alarm to wake back up like right. the album came out at 11 p.m our time so I was like 10 45 I was awake I texted you hey I'm awake I'm so tired I'm probably going back to sleep after I watched the music video yeah which who the fuck am I I'm insane to <laughs> think that that was what I was gonna do because yeah. of course like and I even told you I'm going to bed by midnight you know mm-hmm. whatever and you had texted me about face off the first song yeah because I of course I had to go and listen to the album yeah. You know, I was like, I mean, I'm staying up because I mean, I had the I had the time. Right. And so <laughs> you had set such a strict boundary of like, I'm going back to bed at midnight. I like I have to get up at five. Yeah, yeah I got to work. And I'm like, OK, OK, like I respect that. I get that. And then I listened to Face Off and I just couldn't keep it to myself. <laughs> I couldn't keep it to myself because I loved Face Off so much. I was like holy crap like I cannot believe that he wrote this track like this is so intense and snarly Mm -hmm. and like the creepy calliope and I was just like oh there's just too much goodness going on here like I couldn't hold it in no I mean like I should not have even asked you or expected (laughs) that you would be able to not text me about it and like it's Park Jimin like I I did not need my sleep that night I ended up actually maybe only getting two hours of sleep total that night which I feel terrible about but it's like not your fault like I mean not that it's a bad thing but like blame it on Jimin because I could not stop (laughs) listening I listened to the album probably like four times before going to trying to go to bed that night Mm -hmm. and then it was just on my mind so much all night that I just could not sleep every time that I would try to fall asleep I would fully wake back up yeah I mean it's it it is what it is Mm -hmm. I was so miserable the next the whole day on Friday at, at work I was so tired I was terrible. like literally I told all of my classes like I'm sorry I'm very tired my favorite I told them my favorite member of BTS came out with an album and they were like oh we got you we yeah. understand so it was just a struggle but it was so worth it yeah it was so worth it and I loved it immediately and too. I think that says a lot about our first impressions of the album like immediately fell in love the type of music that gets you so excited and you can't stop listening to it that you lose sleep over it after it was dropped 
Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so excited to talk about it with you all today. Yeah. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast. All right. Today we're going to hang out for about an hour and we're going to talk about Face. This is our album review for Face. We're splitting it up into part one and part two. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Face Off. We're going to get into the interlude dive. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Like Crazy. Yeah. But before we get into today's episode, we want to say thanks, Iconics, for being here and for all of your support. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs, our monthly Iconic Hangouts, and our sound checks, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes, but any type of support is super appreciated. Yeah, and I also want to quickly say thanks to all the Iconics who joined us for the Wings Jeopardy on oh my the, gosh. the Iconic Hangout a couple weeks ago. It was so, so fun. It was so much fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for coming and making it a blast. Mm-hmm. It is just barely the end here of Women's History Month. So we are still celebrating women. We're still supporting women this month of March. So if you want to get a gift for a special woman in your life, you know, a great friend, a sister, a coworker, you can do that and also support other women artisans all over the world by shopping at tradesofhope.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this album. Let's do it. it. All right, let's start off with Face Off. This is the first song on the album for the production. It was produced and written by P-Dog, Ghost Loop, Jimin, Evan, and RM. 
What really stood out in the production of this song right at the beginning is that creepy calliope at the beginning. I was mm-hmm. like, the return of the creepy calliope. Right. When we did our D2 album review and we were trying to talk about what was being played at the beginning of What Do You Think? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that instrument? And Kayla, you were like, what's a calliope? <laughs> like, I was like, how the heck did you know that? But here it is in mm-hmm. Jimin's face off. So yeah. that really stands out. It gives it this very suspenseful tone at Mm -hmm. the beginning suspenseful but then once the guitar comes in it has a little bit of like a trap beat that Mm -hmm. also starts to play so it starts to become a lot it develops a lot more from that it's not as suspenseful anymore it starts to become this very like charming sound right to me it really feels like it's subtly flirty and seductive it's very very smooth like it's not outwardly sexy you know Mm -hmm. like it's not like a I don't know, super sexy song. Yeah. But for me, it also just is like very alluring and how yeah. it how it comes across. Like even the bass line during the chorus, like the bass line is so strong in this song. Like it like can vibrate an entire room. Oh yeah. The bass line really carries through. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like Jimin's vocals in the song, they kind of lean a little sexier. Like I, I get the alluring vibe because it just draws you in mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Also, first time listening through this song, I think we can all agree that the pre-chorus into the chorus like really hits. It really, really hits. But I was like, this sounds kind of familiar. Like, it sounds like something I've heard before. And it sounded very much like The Weeknd to me. And I'm like, I know it's The Weeknd song that I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if anyone has heard the song Wicked Games by The Weeknd. But, like, the the style of this song very much, I think, reflects a lot of the style that The Weeknd has. Which makes sense. It's like that 80s synth kind of sound. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I... I feel like that fits like the sexiness vibe. Like I feel like oh, Jimin sure. and The Weeknd can kind of share that kind of like vocal vibe too. Mm-hmm, like the vocals, um, for sure. some of Jimin's like his vibrato in this song very much reminded me of the way that The Weeknd sings the vibrato, specifically in Wicked Games when you pointed that out to me. Oh yeah. So I hear like the vocal similarities too that kind of draws that comparison. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But overall in his... His delivery of the song, like you can really feel how strong his emotions are in this song. And I think the lyrics, we'll get into the lyrics here and you'll see just what he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, after listening to the song, it's so understandable why you had to blow up my phone about it. And you yes. were like, you have to listen right now because it's so good. So let's talk about the lyrics. Let's talk about what he's really saying here. Yeah. So in the first verse, He's really talking about how he's being deceived by someone. But we hear this kind of like mockery that's going on, like that creepy calliope, you know, it makes you think like carnival, makes you think like someone making fun of someone Mm -hmm. or being foolish or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he at the first, in the first verse here is like calling this person saying that this person makes him feel like a pathetic idiot for believing in them and that believing in this person has led to this miserable nightmare Mm -hmm. and saying that this person's masquerade like this kind of act that they put on that he fell for it Mm -hmm. and that also he ends up saying I was fucking drunk Mm -hmm. also you could easily be deceived you know just not in the right mind space so it kind of gives off that carnival like illusion right like drunk by this person's words this person's like story that they Mm -hmm. were telling them this what Jimin calls now a miserable nightmare that he was like wrapped up in Mm -hmm. which honestly sounds like a circus too so the creepy calliope there makes sense Mm -hmm. um 
brings brings the chaos yeah. a little bit. But very much feeling deceived by this person, lied to by yeah. this person. Oh yeah. And then the pre-chorus that kind of breaks away and we get these really pretty chimes at the beginning of it kind of floating in the background as he says that it's a beautiful night, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's kind of like this little refreshing where he's like taking a step back from this person and the situation, you know, it just sounds really lovely. And I love that for Jimin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the pre-chorus, he also says, I feel like I found myself, pour it up, it's all fucking over. And so in this pre-chorus, even though he's said previously that he felt deceived by this person but now he's saying he sees through it and he's found himself again again and that he's ready to just move past it at this point yeah and I just love how he delivers the fucking you know he just says it with so much emphasis like oh just with his whole chest it just really Mm -hmm. makes it hit like he decided to curse in this song and the the fucks have a purpose you know they They really do it really delivers his his harsh emotions about this yeah i mean it this is fucking over like you just it's you're more in like a like a rageful kind of state there when you're delivering like like you've been wronged yeah 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 i mean it's hard words for someone for sure Mm -hmm. the chorus is just perfect (laughs) this I mean immediately like you tweeted the night of that this is the best song on the album that this is your favorite song I know and I can't commit that fast to anything so I was like okay that's that's how she feels is where she at you're not really (laughs) that's not like your necessarily like opinion now right no but me where I've come to this point I cannot get past this fucking chorus it is so fucking Mm -hmm. good that I'm still hitting repeat on this song I'll listen to this song three times in a row Mm -hmm. before I go on to another song on this album so I feel like it's just like my favorite right now and it's this chorus the break it down break it down but oh oh, oh, yes but the pre-chorus right before that where he's like it's all fucking over and then it's like break Break it it down down, break it down yeah Yeah. it it just really hits like I feel like Jimin's musical talent really shows here like he has quite the ear yeah this really will make you feel all of the emotions oh I so agree with you like he really brought it together like it's not just the lyrics it's how he's delivering the lyrics along with the production of the song that goes at the same time Mm -hmm. um and like in the chorus he's really talking about the process of like letting go of the situation through partying and just ridding himself of everything that Mm -hmm. makes him think of this you know break it down get it out like when he says get it out it's like oh he just wants to shake it free from himself and everybody shout out like it makes me want to be shouting it out at that song like I want to have something to rage about to listen to this song like I need something absolutely Absolutely. like just think about anyone who's wronged you right and listen to this song it's it really creates a relief a sense of relief that Mm -hmm. you can just get it out here yeah I Mm -hmm. mean face off let's talk about the title here like with the chorus like it's like Mm -hmm. a face off with another person Mm -hmm. Uh, but it also feels like it's his face off like he's revealing his true thoughts and feelings now about this thing or about this situation right yeah and here he is processing it yes I love the dual meaning in that Mm -hmm. yeah like it does seem like a face off between two people but also the face off like taking off the mask especially since in the lyrics he talks about like a masquerade and being deceived that like 
like it's really seems like we're putting it all out on the table here right pure honesty everybody's dropping their mask yeah yeah tell it how it really is here yeah yeah and like he really he continues to do that here into verse two where verse two I mean he almost has I would say I'm just gonna say that this is a rap moment there's a a small rap section of verse two from the the look at yourself to hope you don't change and it stands out even more because they kind of put like a vocal distortion on it where it's like look at yourself and he's really like sarcastically speaking to this person again telling them like you need to look in the mirror you need to reflect on what you have and you know stop worrying about what I'm doing here Mm -hmm. oh I love that especially the the look in the mirror part yeah Mm -hmm. like notice how like they're always expecting so much from him like look look at themselves in the mirror to be wanting more instead you know just to give that person perspective on like what they're putting on him right you know like do you see yourself right do you see what you're asking of me so we've really thought a lot about who he's talking about here and it just it's hard for us not to go back to just like all of the hands involved in bts you know whether that's the company or the people who want to work with them or shareholders whatever like there's obviously Managers. a lot of people whoever's profiting off of bts clearly have says and demands and what they see as a good idea for the group in order to gain profit and so he's really in the second verse like talking about this person wanting more and he even says like that suits you babe you know just like greed yeah like of course you do yeah yeah yeah. so we can't help but to think of just like the company or anyone who has got his hands in it but the the second verse here like really the the mockery and sarcasm is like at its peak yeah yeah it totally is Mm -hmm. he's not like honestly hoping for this person you know he just saying like I love the line I don't care about you like those days that made my life hell like he is totally ready to be done with this Mm -hmm. and I think you can see that like in the in the pre-chorus too the the second pre-chorus he kind of changes the lyrics a little bit he says I feel like I have it all and so he's knowing he's confident like he's stepping into you know not needing this this person or this situation to rely on he right. can have it knowing all knowing that they don't that yeah. he doesn't need them exactly yeah. and it feels they need like him. <laughs> yeah they need him and it feels like he's just like totally washing his hands of this Mm -hmm. negativity and like those miserable days and he's like reclaiming the control on his career and on his life Mm -hmm. which I feel like you and I have talked a lot about how we feel like they have lost that control and even Mm -hmm. Namjoon pointedly saying at Festa like since since after Map of the Soul 1 I don't feel like I've had BTS in my hands you know that we've not been in our own control Mm -hmm. and so I, I I especially feel like this song is about talking to the company and talking back to the people that are making them do what they don't want to do right like and Jimin has said over and over that this album really is a lot about the pandemic and kind of what he went through during the pandemic and so this song definitely feels like it was that time frame you know when 2020 hit up until when they were able to tour again Mm -hmm. and a lot had changed for them and I think that like they were trying to figure out ways to continue to make profit during a time where they couldn't hold concerts when things were just so different in the world like they had to cancel their whole tour so just like this song clearly is him reflecting on just all of the, the demands that were put on him during yeah. that time and I love how it this song turned into like seems like a diss track you yeah. know it's there's so much emo- it's packed with emotion like mm-hmm. real strong nasty emotion mm-hmm. 
And oh, I just love it. And I, I <laughs> so love much. that you could like we can read so much into it as like Jimin's purpose and how right. Jimin was feeling behind it just with our, the context of mm-hmm. feeling like, yes, this is about the company. Mm-hmm. But I love that you could also get personal meaning out of it, like a conflict with an ex-friend. Like I recently ended a friendship with mm-hmm. a shitty person yeah. and listening to this song, I'm like empowered by it, you know, right. or you Ga- know, to say like, I gave you all my heart, you know, I, right. ga- I gave it all to you right. and like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I love that line of Jimin's too. Like, gave you all my money, gave me all my heart. Even makes me think more about the company being greedy and just taking and taking from him. Taking his pa- taking advantage of his passion yeah. and his love. Yeah. 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 And, and of his, his members, his his brothers. Yeah. I, I And I think, like, the masquerade party of, like, being wrapped up in all of the different things that the company is, like, offering them or maybe trying to distract them with mm-hmm. and him being blinded by it. That's what the fucking drunk line makes, makes me think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and just dropping that. He's just seeing beyond all of that, right. you know? Yeah. I love this song for him. Me I too. think this is incredible lyricism. Mm-hmm. I think that the delivery was phenomenal. His vocals are 10 out of 10. Like, oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Like... <sighs> To me, the release of this song just shows like his taste. He has uh-huh. phenomenal mm. taste in music. And it's, you know, I just love that he's getting to express himself and his own emotions in this type of song. Like yeah. this kind of like diss track. Yeah. You know? I'm just like, I wouldn't have expected it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. It seems very BTS rap liney. Right. But here Jimin is like, oh, no, no. Like this is my style too. Yeah. Like this, I, oh, this is how I want to express myself in yeah. this type of song. I love it. I, yeah. I, I feel like this is so part Jimin Ugh. like this style I feel like is so him I mean I think it's him, him so too well. absolutely I think yeah. the, the sexy like weekend kind mm-hmm. of style was like his way of kind pulling of that in po- honing in on his style too like that's oh, very yeah. much his style so yeah yeah but the thematics and stuff is very rap liney. Totally, you know? <laughs> totally. And I love that like debut BTS Jimin was like a little bit of a rapper, you know, right? and here he is yeah. like working like rap slightly into, mm-hmm. you know, the second verse of this song. Like yeah. I, I just I love that for Me him. Me too. And it's not even just this song. No. You know, it's a theme in this album. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So interlude dive there's no real lyrics to this so we're really just gonna be talking about the production and the purpose of this song in the album so it was produced by evan ghost loop and p dog there is an instrumental piece that is actually like noted or credited on the album and that's for the cello so there is a cello in this song Mm. but overall this piece has a very like dreamy peaceful instrumental throughout Kayla you were saying it feels like a springtime mm-hmm. piece I don't know it, why it yeah. just feels very springy to me it feels very yeah. springy it feels very refreshing maybe mm-hmm. that's why but Jimin had said that this song's purpose is really to bridge face off into like crazy and so there's a lot of different noises that go on throughout the piece you can tell that these sounds really tell a storyline And so at the very beginning, you hear like a knock at the door. And after the knock at the door, there's this distant chatter. So we kind of feel like 
this might be like a manager or mm-hmm. someone from the from the company coming and knocking on the door saying like hey it's time to go up on stage or hey it's time to go to this meeting or whatever right. then he goes and then there's this like distant chatter which almost seems like a meeting or a discussion or like maybe some backstage notes then you hear Jimin it sounds like he's softly crying mm-hmm. we're not absolutely certain but it sounds like a little bit of a muffled cry yeah, like sniffling yeah there's yeah. some sniffling yeah but then you hear him on stage and you hear armies cheering for him and him introducing himself at a concert after that you hear like shuffling feet almost like slippers on a floor so kind of sounds like he's going back home like mm-hmm. he's walking into his into his home you hear rummaging of like household items so this seems very much like post-concert yeah. like he's back at home he's like changing he's doing what he wants to do and then you hear him get into a car and you hear like a car driving on the street and then after that you hear him pouring a drink and drinking it Mm. so we feel like this is like after all of his days of meetings or attending concerts he goes home he unwinds and then he goes out right and he's gonna go party or do whatever yeah be with friends and I love the idea of you just how you put it right there it's his days of the meetings and the whatever and the concerts and mm-hmm. then how he spends his night is going out with the the like crazy. Just mm-hmm. thinking about all of his days being like face off though. Damn. Like how he felt like he was facing off every day Ugh. like with the company like that. that like sounds exhausting. Going and then the, yeah this is his transition into like crazy like yeah. that just the way you put that just I mean really why gave me he, a different perspective yeah, yeah why he needs this escape yeah why he needs it because yeah. he's doing that every fucking day right yeah So let's let's go ahead and get into Like Crazy then. Mm-hmm. So Like Crazy was written and produced by P Dog, Ghost Loop, Blush, Chris James, Jimin, RM, and Evan. And there are voiceover samples done by Shelby Young and Joe Brogy. And then like this song really has a very deep, heavy bass. When we were listening to it during yeah. research at my house, it was like vibrating the room. It was when we were watching the dance practice that yeah. we were like, oh damn. Yeah. Bass. <laughs> you were like, it's vibrating my eardrums. Yeah. yeah. And which was crazy because like I don't really like bass that much. So like I we have a subwoofer, but I literally had it on like negative one mm-hmm. and it was still affecting. So that bass was on yeah (laughs) but I love the heavy heavy bass for the song I mean it's really low heavy bass and there's even later on like a a great like bass guitar that's going along Mm -hmm. it just fits like this like 80s synth pop style that Mm -hmm. we have going on some kind of like stranger thingy sound you know later on especially at the instrumental break especially in the instrumental break yeah Yeah. which the bass comes out a lot more in that too there's just synths everywhere synths all over the place we love the synths really chunky that bass guitar by the way Mm -hmm. and then I just feel like this song is like a little bit disco-y too like it leans a little disco so it's like a blend of like slightly disco like a tiny hint of disco with that that. 80s 80s pop all the way through yeah I mean instantly when you first listen it's like 80s pop no doubt about it but whenever you actually go to dance to it Mm -hmm. I mean I was like kind of bringing my hands up like 
over my head yeah. kind of just like you know very disco-y where you know you kind of like do like a little peace sign across oh, your yeah. eyes or whatever like that's the way that this this music carries mm. the instrumental carries and you just want to like dance so loosely and freely totally. right to the song and I when we were researching at your house you have this tiny little disco ball <laughs> in the corner of your room and I was just like up vibing like just dancing to the song and I pointed to the disco ball and I was like that needs to be rotating right now <laughs> <laughs> I like reached up and spun it a little bit. But that's where I feel like, oh yeah, yeah I can see a little bit of a disco. Yeah. Uh, I think that this song very much inspires that like loose, you know, mm-hmm. disco drugged up dancing a little bit, you know, drunken dancing of uh-huh. just like being free. Like I want to be in a dark club, sweaty bodies, just listening to the song like on repeat all night. Right. Like I feel like this song is such that vibe. Yeah. Like it would be so great. And of course that's what the song is like illustrating illustrating to in the lyrics yeah. and in the in the video. Being loose. Yeah, yeah. Being loose. Totally. So let's, let's get into uh, the lyrics. Into the lyrics. So I have to start with this intro and this voiceover. So this voiceover we hear at the very beginning say, I think we could last forever. I'm afraid that everything will disappear. Just trust me. So this is actually a quote from the movie Like Crazy, which I ended up watching. Would not recommend, honestly. But I felt <laughs> zero like zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Not a fan. If you're a fan, I'm so sorry. Just not my type of movie, I guess. But this dialogue, at first I didn't really think much of it. I really didn't think much of it. But then once we started diving into like what's really being said here we ended up going on this like 20 minute tangent about just bts going into their solo careers going into a very into chapter two and just how different things are now Mm -hmm. and how scary this transition has been for army but how scary it must be for bts too Mm -hmm. and bts always say like forever like i mean forever is something that they feel deeply that they will be together forever but also just like thinking about like how they've probably been threatened or told by other people like hey if you're not a group anymore or you go and do this like you're gonna lose everything right and so there's the fear of everything disappearing Mm -hmm. everything that they've worked so hard for is just going to be gone and that they'll lose the popularity and notoriety that they've worked so hard for And that if they stop now, they're going to lose it all. So, I mean, just, I feel like this quote is so incredibly perfect to be putting at the beginning of this song. um, Because, like, going into it, like, these are the thoughts I think he's probably trying to escape from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Especially just knowing that this song or this movie is quoted at the beginning and the end of this song like Mm -hmm. capping it off it feels like those are like the thoughts that are around in between these moments of him letting loose like in a club and like in the first verse he's really showing that he's feeling very tempted to forget his worries and his concerns like even if it's just temporary saying like stay with me even just for today even and saying like drenching himself all night which is like in Korean they use slang for drenching is like just drinking getting mm-hmm. really drunk um, and 
like even saying like getting so drunk like the morning doesn't arrive yeah just like you're just a late night of drinking and it goes into the morning oh yeah Mm -hmm. so you're just totally lost in it Mm -hmm. and so he doesn't even want to think about like the possibility of losing and forever you know like what a scary thought like you said oh yeah so in the pre-chorus you hear him pretty much sum up how he's feeling very lost in who he is or who he was, but also that he's seeking to lose himself in this very cliche way of like partying and drinking. So, you know, it's just kind of like he's got so much conflict going on here. He says like, have I come too far to find the me that you used to know? I find that line very, very striking, Mm -hmm. you know, like it could be interpreted in so many different ways. But like having changed so much over this time frame, like I just keep thinking about the pandemic Mm -hmm. and how much he changed Mm -hmm. and how much we all changed too. And that he maybe has lost a sense of who he is Mm -hmm. or who he wants to be or feels like he needs to be who he used to be. Yeah. Or he's worried that like he's changed and because he feels like he's been like maybe separate from army during the pandemic. Like has army been able to change with him? Like, is he going to be too different on the other side of this yeah. for, yeah. for us to, well, and to I, recognize I, Like, him? I think I feel so conflicted here because like when BTS started like having a lot of musical changes, especially after 2020, we were like a lot of armies gave some armies crap for saying they've changed. Like BTS is different. Like they've mm-hmm. changed or whatever. And Jim and here are saying like, have I come too far to find the me that you used to know? Like he's just like trying to be who he was, but he just like, it's a lie to who he truly is. Cause mm-hmm. he's not that person anymore. Right. And then he says, yeah, I know, you know, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, he knows that we know that, I don't know, like he's changed. That he's changed. Or, well, you know, or just even trying to be who he used to be. I know this is like a lot of no, like inception like. It sounds like he's like, he wants to be that me that right. we used to know in the lyric. Like he wants to be that pre pandemic Jimin and the pre pandemic BTS. Mm-hmm. And like you and I have critiqued their, their English discography a lot. And not just like we don't like the songs because we've shared a lot about how we like Dynamite and we like Butter. Like Mm -hmm. we really love those songs. But just thinking about the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. of them being pressured into doing the English music of songs that are not written by them at all, not Mm -hmm. produced by them at all, and how anti them that must have felt to them and how us as army who had been there before then how that felt like such a change Mm -hmm. and how by the time we got to permission to dance how different that song was from any of their styles and any of their music prior to that and Mm -hmm. how like we could almost feel the inauthenticity through the screen of the music video Mm -hmm. um that's so different from who we knew them as pre-pandemic and yeah. yeah and I'm sure they felt like they were being pushed of course into into changing well because if you don't do this you're going to lose it all right right? that's what they're being told and that's what Jimin is worrying with the quote at the beginning of like crazy you know everything's going to disappear right yeah Yeah. so like who wouldn't lose themselves in it and then him trying to remember what it was like before all these changes went on and for him to I just feel like so validated in him saying yeah I know you know I know. I know. Like, we all know. We all know that yeah. it's different. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna lose himself in the music. And, yeah. In the partying. And it's like a cliche story at this point, but it's just what he does, and it's a coping mechanism. And it works. For him. And it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. In the chorus, when he says he'd rather be lost in the lights, I just love that. You know, it like and out of my mind. Every night you spin me up high. It just, you know, it gives really the visual of really letting loose in the Mm -hmm. club. Those loose dance moves that we were feeling we wanted to do just by listening to the music. Here he's like making us want to do it too lyrically. Of course, yeah. I just have to talk about... The post chorus where he says, Give me a good ride. Oh my gosh. I mean, be, uh, of course, Army immediately when seeing these lyrics and seeing that RM worked on this song, they were like, RM, you dirty son of a bitch. This you is wrote RM. these lyrics. Yeah. This is so RM. But no, it was not. It was Jimin because Jimin <laughs> shared a picture of his original written on paper lyrics of this song and he fucking wrote, Give me a good ride. And I'm like, God damn, part Jimin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Kayla, you're just standing the two members who would write lyrics give me a good ride hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, oh but oh yeah the whole fandom was in shambles over this yeah I'm not over it I I'm really not over this lyric I think you can take this lyric so many ways oh yeah so many ways and I also just feel like this chorus and the post chorus is just really him enjoying himself, letting loose, mm-hmm. forgetting his worries and acknowledging like it might be a mistake to do this. But like he's just doing it anyways. He's gonna... Like he's living for the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like it it's needed for him at this time. Yeah. Right? Like I it's mean, really... think about how we all were at that time in the yeah. pandemic. We were all needing an escape. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So in the third verse, it's pretty similar to some of the other verses, but the line that really sticks out to me is, I'm feeling so alive, wasting time. And that is so pandemic-y, right? Mm. Like, that even though the pandemic was just a miserable time, like sometimes people felt like they had too much free time on their hands that they almost, you know, started to feel depressed or feeling like it's the same thing day in and day out. But like for him, wasting time in this way was liberating to him. You know, he's feeling so alive that he gets to dabble in things he maybe hadn't been able to before because of such a high demanding schedule. Right. But also just the feeling so alive, wasting time, like in a club or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like what it a doesn't time have that you really to be do. productive right. the way that he's spending his time. It's wasting time because he's enjoying himself doing something that's not mm-hmm. serving the company or BTS. You yeah. know, it's a personal thing. Absolutely. But yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. He's enjoying it. And then in the outro, I love the outro too when he's saying like, this is going to break me. Don't you wake me. I want to stay in this dream. Don't save me. Don't you try to save me. And then he says, he ends it with, I need a way we can dream on. And this, just this little outro makes me think of so many BTS songs. Mm -hmm. Like the Don't Save Me and Don't You Try to Save Me obviously makes me think of Save Me by BTS. And when... In Save Me, they're really asking for someone to save them from the situation. I need you to save me. I need your love before I fall. And here Jimin is like saying, nah, don't save me. Don't wake me up from this dream. Like, let me keep dreaming. Let me keep holding on to like this moment 
a little bit longer. Don't mm-hmm. save me from my partying lifestyle, mm-hmm. but also don't save me from like this illusion of like that BTS is still what it was before all of this, before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, let me still have this illusion. Yeah. And then when he says, I need a way we can dream on, it makes me think of their song on and just like the It makes manifesto. me think of their song, No More Dream. And, and No More Dream too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of yeah. just like thinking of how they can go on and what new dream they're going to declare, mm-hmm. but also just like the manifesto of on, of who they are. You know, it's just kind of reemphasizing like who BTS are and what they can do here and I just love the the way we can dream on you know Mm -hmm. it's like the first use of we here in this song and it's like bringing in that unifying like BTS as a unit almost like a way we can get through this together yeah yeah right and just to your point of like him saying like don't save me I need a way to dream on like it really does make me think of BTS just because this life that he's living of like the you know where he's like going out and escaping from just like like what we heard in the interlude where it's it's so exhausting right you know it's so exhausting that when he gets to go out that's like his escape and reality like his real life day in and day out it's so bleak like Mm. the future looks so bleak and so when he's like stuck in this dreamlike state of being drunk or partying or being out like it really is seems like the only way for him to dream on and so he doesn't want to be saved because that's the place where he feels a little bit of hope yeah which is crazy yeah. to think about. But. Is it like crazy? It's like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is like crazy. I mean, just like that horrible movie, which when you kind of explain the plot line to me, but it's, it's not much of a consistent plot line. It doesn't make any kind of sense. Yeah. It is like crazy, which is mm-hmm. kind of Jimin in this situation. You know, he can feel like he's going a, a bit crazy if he doesn't get out and party to just cope. And like, who doesn't have a coping mechanism to deal mm-hmm. with their day to day? But also it's kind of crazy the way he's going back and forth with it, mm-hmm. being pulled in all of these different directions and not quite sure what it's going to be or yeah. where they're going to the go with holds. it. The no control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So at the very end, we get this this spoken outro where they say, alone again, what's the point? And so this here at the end, we're starting to gather a little bit more of like, maybe this could be about his doubts of being a solo artist or almost like that snap back to reality of like after the party, once he's back home alone, has to relive the life that he was just escaping from and has to go back to it. But we also just think of like the point of alone really makes us think of just being a solo artist. A lot of what Festa, what Jimin had to say at Festa, where they were kind of talking about what their solo projects held Jimin expressed how like he's always known himself as as Jimin of BTS. All of the rap members have released solo mixtapes before and that this is just so hard for him to see himself venturing out as a solo artist. Yeah. So I can imagine him at the time when they decided to do solo work for him being like, what's the point of of Jimin if I'm not Jimin of BTS? Yeah. You know, because BTS is just solely how he identifies Who he up is. to this point. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, oh, I'm just so proud of him. Like, I know we're only halfway through the album here and we'll Mm -hmm. have a part two episode, but like, 
I'm so proud of him for like just these first three songs. Yeah. Like I think that in Festa we got to see his fear of would he be able to measure up as a solo artist, mm. knowing like Namjoon and Yoongi and J-Hope already having had successful solo mixtapes that they released. Mm-hmm. Jin's The Astronaut written by Coldplay, of course it's going to be phenomenal, you mm-hmm. know. Jimin truly like here being the first member with no experience in solo work at all stepping out with this solo album I know and I feel truly standing here on its own like really fucking incredible songs the first the story of these first three songs here the the cohesiveness Mm -hmm. of this album truthfully I know that Namjoon has said before that an album doesn't have to be cohesive like this right but like we're only on part one, but I mean, we'll have to remember that where we're leaving off at the very end, it says alone again. And the next song is alone. Yeah. Like there's just so much thought into it. There is like, it is really truly genius. Like yeah. you, I think he so should too. never doubt himself. He no. should never doubt himself. He is more than proven himself mm-hmm. at this point. Like to me, all of these songs have so much taste mm-hmm. like he has the ear he is a musician like he can yeah. he's a true artist oh, yes I totally agree he's such a musician yeah for him to have put this and pieced this together and heard all of the different elements that he wanted in here I mm-hmm. think that the attention to detail is off the charts and it's clear that he has good taste in Mm -hmm. his own personal music style and Mm -hmm. how he wanted to portray himself and deliver his voice here he does it so expertly in these first two songs that we hear his vocals in they're beautiful Mm -hmm. start to finish and so dynamic and so much range between like lower register upper register the passion Mm -hmm. you know it really is coming through here and I am just so proud of the genius behind it like I don't think that we like we shouldn't have underestimated Park Jimin you know I don't think that we knew that Jimin had this potential to make this level of like musicality yeah but like man he really fucking did it like he really did it I'm so proud of him I cried for like 20 minutes yesterday during research about how proud of him I am like I just I, I know like it has been a fear of his and like a big insecurity of mm-hmm. his over the years of like, am I a real musician? Do I have something to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And like, oh my gosh, this so proves he has so, proves. so much. It, it exceeds all expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. So overall, we're loving it so far. Stay (laughs) tuned for part two of our Face album review. We're going to be talking about Alone, Set Me Free, part two, and the hidden track, Letter. Yes. Seriously, stay tuned, guys, for the next one because... 
we have so much to say about these songs. I especially have a lot to say about Set Me Free Part 2. Yeah. Letter really surprised us. Like, mm-hmm. we cried during research so, while yeah. reading the lyrics of Letter. I mean, mm-hmm. we sobbed. Oh, yeah. We sobbed. <laughs> We've multiple times. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, be looking forward to that. Thank you to everyone here for listening today. A special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, our VIP Iconics. Shout out to you, Eileen, Michelle, Deja, Meg, Rachel, Robin, Emily, Madison, Holly, and Sophia. Thank you guys so much. If you enjoyed part one of this album review, please let us know what you think about our thoughts and your own thoughts on the song to reach out to us via social DM or, you know, just tweet at us, whatever. You can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS. BTS.